0: Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. I'm going to show you the only cure that you'll ever need for candida. Also, I'm going to show you how to never have candida ever again. And this is all based on some recent information that I stumbled on that I want to share with you because it's actually quite interesting. What is candida? Candida is a type of yeast or a fungus. And to really understand how to get rid of it, you just have to understand exactly what it is and how it can overgrow in our body. There's a couple of facts that you need to know about candida. Number one, um, you normally should have some amount of candida living on your body, okay, in your mouth, in your digestive tract and many other locations. The problem with Candida is when it overgrows. And there are quite a few different strains of Candida out there. There's like 150 different types, and some are more pathogenic than others. And so a yeast or a Candida is just one type of microorganism that is living inside your body as well as superficially. You also have bacteria, you also have mold, and you even have viruses that actually can help you as well. They're, they actually keep bacteria in check. Now with candida, it's the bacteria that keeps this candida in check. And so without bacteria, you get this overgrowth of candida. And the single biggest cause is antibiotics. They're called an immunosuppressive therapy. So when you take an antibiotic, it wipes out the good bacteria. And now we have nothing to counter- this overgrowth of yeast. But there's more to the story, so stay with me. Um, as a side note, and this is very interesting, out of all the antibiotics that are sold in the US, nearly 80% of them are sold in agriculture. Only 20% are sold through like a doctor's office. So our animals are given antibiotics, not because they necessarily have some type of sickness, but it allows that animal to live in a stressful environment. It allows for, or a dirtier environment or a less nutritious environment. Because if if you're giving this antibiotic to this animal, it can at least temporarily lower the infection rate. Not to mention it'll put on weight. And and the problem with that topic is there's a lot of secrecy in this area. It's very difficult to find um, data on the sales of antibiotics. And especially in the U.S., it's very difficult to track down if there was an outbreak of E. coli, for example, or salmonella. It's very difficult to to track where that outbreak originated from. Versus in Europe, um, they do track that, uh, but in in the U.S., they don't track that. And so you're probably wondering, where does this E. coli or uh, salmonella come from? Well, it comes from the manure that is put on the soils that we grow these vegetables with. The manure from animals who had antibiotics, who then ended up with superbugs and microbes that cannot be killed by antibiotics because the more antibiotics are given to an animal or a human, you develop antibiotic resistance. So this whole focus on antibiotics is not just about you taking antibiotics it's about the antibiotics given to animals. It's about the antibiotics given to animals that then create manure that we use in soils that we grow our food on. So, if you're a vegan or a vegetarian and you don't consume these animal products, well, you might be getting indirectly from the soil those plants are grown on. And so, the problem is everything's going to sterilization. We have to sterilize our food. We have to radiate our food to make sure there's no pathogens. We have to overcook our food to prevent these pathogenic microbes from going in our body. And this is why uh, even if you were to buy a chicken, a commercial chicken, and you cook it, well, when you cut it up on your cutting board, um, there's a real high risk of having this contaminated cutting board that then gets on your fingers, that gets in your body, and it can create food poisoning. So that's a little data on antibiotics. Now, what are the symptoms of candida? Uh, Well, the biggest symptom is that you have this craving for carbohydrates because Candida love carbs. Number two, you have itchiness in your private parts. It could be in the vaginal area, the anal area. Number three, a white tongue. It's called oral thrush. Number four, you're more tired. Why? Because the candida is also using up a lot of your nutrients. So you're going to be nutrient deficient. Number five, UTIs. Number six, bloating and digestive issues. Number seven, sinus congestion. And number eight, skin issues, dermatitis. It can also be athlete's foot, psoriasis, things like that. And number nine, achy joints. Those are all the symptoms of having candida. Now, the next thing is extremely interesting. Um, Candida does not like living in an acid environment. It loves to live in an alkaline environment. And so killing off your microbes, kill off, Something called acidophilus. That's acid creating microbes. So you kill those off, and guess what? Your pH changes. Your pH starts to increase, and you become more alkaline in your large intestine. And this is a perfect environment for Candida. And the problem is when Candida eats the sugar, that's what they live on, the byproduct is ammonia. And ammonia is very alkaline. So then having candida makes the environment more alkaline for more candida to thrive in. And also, I forgot one more symptom about candida. You might have like ammonia breath, because this is a gas that is being released um, from the byproduct of this yeast or candida infection, and you'll usually have this ammonia breath. All right, there's a couple of things that will make you alkaline too, consuming sugar. Yeah, that's right. Too much sugar makes you more alkaline, not more acid. This is why like a diabetic who has high sugar, well, first of all, that high sugar is going to feed the, um, the candida. And secondly, it's going to create an alkaline environment. So we have the feeding of the candida and then we have the environment itself, the alkalinity. The next thing that makes an alkaline environment for candida to thrive in is stress. That's right. Stress alkalizes the body. Interesting because you're losing the acids when you go through stress. So anything that will increase cortisol will make you more alkaline, increasing the environment for candida. The next thing is birth control pills, as well as being pregnant, both will alkalize the body, increasing the environment for candida to thrive. And then we also have antacids, right? They alkalize the body, increasing your risk of candida. And so all of these things can worsen candida. So what can you do? Well, number one, you need to run your body on ketones. Ketones are acid, and that will help to reestablish the pH. Plus, going on a ketogenic diet lowers the amount of sugar, which the candida thrives on. So we're going to basically starve them off with a ketogenic diet. And of course, I would also, along with that, do intermittent fasting. All right, next thing is probiotics. You must be taking a probiotic, uh, acidophilus included, because we want to start building up the microbes to help keep the overgrowth of candida in check. Next thing on the list is fermented vegetables like sauerkraut or kimchi. Both of those products have probiotic and prebiotic fibers that feed your microbes. Next thing that's really good is oregano oil. Garlic is also another good thing, but oregano oil is a really good antimicrobial without the side effects. Uh, Next thing on the list is apple cider vinegar. Why? Because it's acidic. Any acid is really good to help kill off candida. And this is why uh, coconut oil is also really good because it has three main acids and one of them is a very potent antifungal. So we don't want to forget coconut oil because that's important. You can also do MCT oil as well. So that is the six things that you need to do for candida to make sure it never, ever comes back.